Well, it's good to be here to, today, and, and I, I would say a place I've never been before, but I'll be lying. Amen. Uh, I'm honored to be here. Amen. I want to give honor and salute to your very fine shepherd, your set man, and the personal pastor, Donnie A. McClurkin, Jr. We honor, we honor the pastor. Amen. And to Pastor West, God bless you. Come on, give it up for the woman of God. Thank you so much for this privilege. Amen. Uh, thank God for you, all of the Levites of the house, and all those in their prospective places. We honor you. Amen. To my bishop, amen. His absence, he was going to come tonight, uh, but he had to um, make a hospital visit. Amen. Bishop Joseph Nathaniel Williams, amen. Yeah. Amen. I got my brothers and sisters with me. We are family. Amen. I want to thank God for my precious wife of almost 21 years. Wave at him, baby. Thank God for the elder. She's my pastor. She's my counselor. She's my doctor. Amen. She's my guide. She's my lawyer. Amen. But most of all, amen, she's my wife of 20, almost 21 years. And we share, we share four beautiful children. I know I look 18. I appreciate that. Uh, but um, I'm 44 years old. And I got to tell you this now so you don't Google nothing. You don't have to Google nothing when I leave here. Amen. And uh, my, my four beautiful children that share with me, I have two of them with me tonight. Amen. Jordan and Janiah. Amen. And then my godson goes to this church. David Thornton goes to this church. Amen. The Thornton family. Amen. Sister, brother, sister Joseph Thornton. Amen. We go way back. Amen. I want to thank God for all my brothers. Amen. That came with me. Elder Curtis Matizic tonight. Amen. Elder Keith Benton. Minister Travis T. Holloway. Amen. My sister. Elder Adrian. All those. Elder Francis. All those that came out tonight. We honor you. Sister Dolores and everybody. Amen. Evangelist. Amen. Take your neighbor by the hand. It's good to be here. Amen. Now listen. I, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. I ain't crazy. And, uh, but how many know it's good to be in the house of the Lord? And um, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. When, when Minister Barry came to me one night after class and said, I'm, I'm going to submit your name uh, to speak Men's Day. I said, no, you won't. I said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. He said, no, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. I said, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I had to meditate. I said, I'm going to PFC. I've sat in the service. I sat right over by that pole, and, and I came here, amen, uh, two years ago, and I enjoyed Jesus, but it's different when you got to stand behind here. Amen. And um, I'm honored, Deacon Barry and the men's president. Thank you so much for having me. Amen. Let's give God. It's nice to be nice. Amen. And uh, one of the things, one of the things I always say, you know, when it comes down to leadership, leadership is not so much being in the front, but leadership is being underneath and pushing others up. 
And so, so many people want to be leaders and they think it's out front, but no, it's underneath. You know, you know, even when it comes down to being a bishop and all those and people ask, you know, if you get behind closed doors, they say, Doc, how many churches you're covering now? It's not about covering anybody. It's about undergirding them and making sure that they become better. And so that hand that you're holding tonight, you're touching a miracle. That's somebody that has been through. But look how God has kept them. Thank God for your neighbor's hand that you're holding tonight. Come on, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we're here tonight. And we give this time over to you. Your word has declared, commit thy word unto the, thy way unto the Lord, and so shall thy thoughts be established. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We can't do nothing without you. Speak to us now. Grant us clarity, precision of thought. We pray now, Father, that you would give us a hearing eye and a seeing, a seeing eye and a hearing ear. In Jesus' name. Let it be said at the end of this service, it was good for me to have been there. In Jesus' name, we thank you for change now. Clap your hands in Jesus' name and give God a praise. I say give God a praise. That's, that's all right. Hallelujah. 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 Just, just on your way down, just touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you. But I'm leaving here with minds tonight. I'm leaving here with minds tonight. Come on, Al. Come on, Al. Come on. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm leaving here with minds tonight. I don't know about you, but I came to praise the Lord. I came to clap my hands and stomp my feet, and you've already had praise and worship. Were you not blessed from our brother from Paris? Oh, my God. What a blessing. What a blessing. All the way from Paris. Amen. And we, we pray your safe passage home. Amen. And to, amen. Let's thank God for Bishop uh, Michael Jackson. Amen. We honor you. Amen. Amen. Not a bishop, pastor. Amen. All right. Amen. And uh, I just want to say amen. Give an honor to him. Amen. You that have your Bibles, let's go to Mark 16, verse number 1 through 7. Amen. God is good, isn't he? God is good. Amen. I want to thank you so much for your hospitality thus far. Amen. And uh, It's nice to be nice. It really is. Amen. You never know who's sitting on your row, who's in your section. Amen. You never know. I want to say congratulations to you, woman of God. Amen. How God laid you on their heart to be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. The Lord strengthen you. Stay strong. Amen. Mark 16, when you have it, say amen. Um, verses number 1 through 7. It reads as thus. It says, and when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James of Salome, had bought spice, sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, listen to the conversation, who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? Look down your road and say, neighbor, it's already moved out the way. Find That was the wrong neighbor. Find somebody on the other side and say, neighbor, it's already moved out the way. Uh, and when they looked, they saw 
that the stone was rolled away for it was very great. Look at somebody and testify and tell them, I don't know what you came in here with, but I need you to know the hard thing has been moved. Look at them and say, before you get home, why, matter of fact, while you're under the word, God is already working it out for you on your behalf. I don't know who I'm talking to, but trust me. I came in here wired with somebody's miracle tonight. Hallelujah. Look down. You just touch your neighbor around you and say, neighbor, I don't know what you're dealing with, but it's already worked out and it's working in your favor. You don't have to wait until late in the midnight hour. You can do this right now. You don't have to wait till the midnight hour. In, in the realm of the spirit, there's neither time nor distance. Hallelujah. It's already done. Amen. Look at them saying, neighbor, it's already done. And verse number five says, and entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrightened. And he saith unto them, be not affrightened. Because that, they were affrightened because they didn't expect that. I, I, I need to put another quarter in the meter and tell somebody, neighbor, it's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. Just tell them that. Just tell, it's going to blow your mind. Tap somebody else, wrong neighbor again. Just say, neighbor, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. You wasn't expecting God to move like this. Lord, have mercy. Aha, uh -huh. hallelujah. He saith unto them, be not affrightened. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. Listen to these three words. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Verse number seven is where we're going to take our, our, our thought for this afternoon. It says, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. It is from the A clause of verse number seven that I just want to um, draw out two words. Somebody say this with me. And Peter. And Peter. And Peter. And Peter. The year Pastor West is AD 30. Uh, the sky is partly cloudy. Crowds have gathered. Religion and politics coexist to determine the outcome of Jerusalem most wanted. Hell is euphoric. Heaven is calm. Hell is excited because they say we finally got them now. But heaven is laid back in the cut knowing that all things work together. I like talking to you today. Their most wanted has been captured. Yeah. Uh, his picture is not in the post office mm -hmm. nor are there shores depicting his crime spree. There is no America's 
most wanted. There is no uh, Jerusalem most wanted. Uh, but this we do know. His name is a buzzword around town. Jesus of Nazareth. God have mercy. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's something about that name. Lord Jesus. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, kings and kingdoms shall, shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. Somebody ought to say his name right now. I'm not talking about Buddha. I'm not talking about Muhammad. I'm not talking about Confucius. I'm talking about Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Somebody call his name again and stomp your right foot and say, he's talking about my God. I can't say your God because I don't know who you serve, but he's talking about my God. I got to make it personal. He is talking about Jesus Christ, the Lord. It's all over town. Everybody's talking about this man named Jesus. God in the flesh. I, I, I like to say Jesus is God with work clothes on. <laughs> coming to, coming, coming, coming to, to bring the relationship back between the creator and his creation. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking about my God. He's talking about my God. You know, Jesus, 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 the one, the one that opened up blind eyes. Oh God, oh God. I'm talking about Jesus, the one that cast out demons and then gave the same authority to his disciples. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm more than a Sunday go lucky Christian. I'm packing with power. Somebody ought to shout power, 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 power to lay hands on the sick, power to cast out devil. I'm talking about power. Everybody's talking about him. His name is around town. Religion don't know what to do with him because he's coming in synagogues. He's healing on the Sabbath. Oh, God. How many know Jesus did not come to start a religion? Christianity is not a religion. Oh, Christianity is about a relationship. Oh, God, I wish I could talk to you tonight. Some of y'all sitting there looking at me like you don't know who I'm talking about. But touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking about Jesus. The lily of the valley, the bright in the morning star. Jesus, Jesus, the way maker, Jesus. The son of God. His name is all over town. They got him now. That's your neighbor. Say, neighbor, they got him now. They got him now. Or look at him and say, oh, so they think, so they think, so they think, so they think. Paul said, if they had known what they were doing. God, I ain't trying to get out there early like that. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if they had known what they were doing, they wouldn't have never crucified them. If they had known, if they had known that they was going to release salvation, they wouldn't have never nailed them. That's why heaven has come. I come to tell somebody tonight that no matter what you're dealing with, God is not nervous because you're going through something right now. Because he knows the way that you take. 
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's already worked out. It's already worked out. You might as well praise him right now. You might as well give God a hallelujah. Oh, I remember Pastor West when I was growing up in church, and they would say hallelujah anyhow. Never let life's problems get you down when life's problems come your way. Hold your head up high and say hallelujah anyhow. Touch your neighbor around you and say hallelujah anyhow. Hallelujah anyhow, hallelujah anyhow, hallelujah anyhow, hallelujah anyhow, hallelujah anyhow, hallelujah anyhow. Anybody got a right now praise? Hallelujah anyhow. I got a praise that I can't keep quiet. I got to get this out. You ought to go ahead and get it out. Maybe you'll feel better. Go ahead and get it out. Clap your hands, open your mouth. This is how I feel about it. If a cold is contagious, praise is contagious. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. If a cold is contagious, deliverance is contagious. Y'all, excuse me. I'm yelling at you. Lord, I'm yelling at you. So they got him. But let's back up a bit. Because a few days ago, the followers and inner circle of JC Ministries Incorporated. You know, they were traumatized by the events that were strategically set in motion by Jehovah of the Jewish nation. Think about it. It's during a high holy season, Passover. I would be remiss not to say that there was actually only one Passover. Every Passover afterwards only served as a reminder that God brought the participant to an awareness that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob how he delivered his people. Yet, at this Passover, nothing good seems to be happening. Those who assemble, can you imagine their conversation among themselves? Perhaps the question came up, how did we go from celebration to memorialization? When did this change? We were, we were celebrating the Passover, and now we're sitting around in memorial of our leader, Jesus. How many know, actually, they went from praise to sorrow. Their mourning has gone into mourning. The other day, can you imagine What's going on their mind? Their conversation is like the other day. All of us knew that we would surely remain intact as a relevant ministry. And now our leader's words haunt us. Our financial officer left the ministry and commit suicide. Come on, I want, I, want, I want to bring you there to what's going through their mind. You know that stuff we shout about? They wasn't shouting that day. That whole week, they wasn't shouting. Watch this. The chief adjutant and ruling elder, Peter, has gone missing. 
Nobody is sure of anything, and yet as far as the women are concerned, they must preserve his reputation by at least preserving his body. Trauma among the ministry because of a willingness to obey his divine assignment. Trauma in the camp. Touch your neighbor say, neighbor, there was trauma in the camp. Trauma in the camp. Trauma in the camp because Jesus must now take on a role of ministry that's unknown to them. Trauma is in the camp. Trauma, trauma, trauma. What would you expect the followers to do in the most crucial time of their ministry existence? It was true. Strike the shepherd and the sheep are going to scatter. It was true. It was true. You would be amazed that even in the most crucial hour, when you're in the will of God, that victory will show up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I sense victory. I sense victory. I sense victory. I don't know what you're going through. Tell somebody. Y'all going to help me tonight. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody that can tell somebody that can tell somebody that can tell somebody. I don't know about you, but I sense victory. I sense victory. I sense, open your mouth and tell your neighbor, I sense victory. I sense, I got a sneaky suspicion God is up to something. Lord have mercy. Tell your neighbor on the other side, neighbor, I got a sneaky suspicion that this Memorial Day weekend, God is up to something. God is up to something. He's coming after your son. He's coming after your husband. He's coming after your neighbor. He's coming after your nephew, your, your niece. He's coming after them. He's coming after them. All your years of heartache and praying and travailing at the altar, I come to tell you this year, it's going to work out in your favor. Lord, who am I talking to in here today? Who am I talking to? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's working out right now. I don't know why the Holy Ghost won't let me get up off of that, but I come to tell somebody all the way from Rosedale that God is up to something. You, you, you know why most people can't praise when they hear victory? When they hear victory is coming? Because they think victory is an event. Victory is not an event. Victory is a person. Have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. They think that victory is an event. Victory is not an event. Victory is a presence. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So victory comes through. That's why most people can't praise until they get the tangible. Because they, when they hear victory and God's going to work it out, they waiting for stuff. But let me tell you something. You got to praise God on credit. God, I don't see it, but I trust you. Oh, I don't see it, but I praise you. I don't see it, but I know, I know, I know, I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded. Y'all sit down. We just talking. Sit down. Keith, you better come and get this out of here. You better come and get this out of here. All right. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you got the victory. When you got saved, you got the victory. God, Jesus. Lord, y'all ain't tell nobody. Wow. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you got the victory. Ah, and if you're saved, the victory has you. Oh, I'm engulfed in victory. Lord, have mercy. I don't care what the bank account is saying. I don't care what the doctor said. Who have believed? 
uh, report. So you can go through so much in life and ministry that even the word that you danced over seven days ago, you doubt today. You was happy last Sunday. You ain't happy now. That's how you know it's a true word. I don't know about you, but when I go to the movies, any preview of a common attraction, notice the first thing that happens in the theater, the lights go out. Lord have mercy. The light starts going out because they're trying to show you, Lord cheaters. They're trying to give, you, give it to you in the dark so you can believe it when you come to the light. Lord have mercy. Let me try this side over here. Any of y'all ever went to the movie theater? You ever know when it notice when they're about to cut, show you the preview of a coming attraction? The lights go down. The lights go down. Can I tell you something? If it seemed dark in your life, trust me. Trust me. God is up to something. You don't develop a picture in the light. You develop a picture in the dark. Lights have gone out. At least that Friday, they're about to go out. The lights are going to go out at 12 noon. And the preview of a coming attraction is going to be shown from 12 to 3. Lord Jesus. Lord have mercy. The Bible says it got dark. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care how I look right now. Trust me, the lights is coming on. Oh, God, the entrance of his word giveth light. You may not see the word happening now. You may not see it, how it's going to turn around. But trust me, the light is coming. The light is coming. The light is coming. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a word coming. Seven days ago, you can dance. Now you doubt. And perhaps have even forgotten. Huh? See, they didn't mind coming together to commemorate the lamb slain for the household in Moses' day. But now there's a spiritual upgrade. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I sense an upgrade. I sense an upgrade. I sense an upgrade. God has now supplied his own lamb for the world. It done went from a lamb for a house to a lamb for the world. They had to supply their own lamb. But in the New Testament, God supplies his own lamb. They couldn't see it though. They couldn't see it because of trauma. They couldn't see. They couldn't see that things were working out in their favor. They couldn't see it. Nobody, if nobody was in the mood to celebrate, nobody's in the mood to celebrate. Watch this. From our 21st century insight, we rejoice now over what made them despondent. Watch this. We see victory in it now, but they were in a sense of hopelessness. Why? He was crucified. Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. That's what the angel said that day. Watch this. These were not exalted titles of Jesus. Nazareth was not a place to be proud of. And crucified was a title of shame and not honor. Watch this. Yet Jesus was not ashamed to be called Jesus of Nazareth and crucified. You know what I like about Jesus? He knows how to identify with me when I'm in my worst place. 
It's the religious folks that want to step back off of me. But God identifies. Watch this. I've been following this church for years. I've been following this church. I get the Love Express. I know what happens every August. I know what y'all do. Y'all gonna go outside in Western B parking lot and y'all gonna tell people about a Savior who died for the world. And you know what's happening? They're despondent. They're in trauma. They told me at PFC, Ministry means people. So they told me. I can tell it means people. Because y'all been smiling since I've been up. <laughs> I can tell it means people. They took me to a nice clean area. Blessed me with a parking space. God knows I had some quarters to put in the meter outside. I was like, ministry means people. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People crowded around Jesus because he was touchable. The religious folks, they don't like him. You know what I found out? It's always religious folks that sit in corners strategizing how they can snatch you out, take you out of position. How many know they may take the title, but you can't take the favor? I'm going to get out of that. I just needed to say that. I don't know who that was for because God knows that wasn't in my notes. But I come to tell you that the plot will come to naught. When you dig one ditch, you better dig two. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that came out. Somebody needed to hear that. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Let them talk about you. It's free advertisement. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it ain't going to work. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm a favorite. I'm a favorite. I'm not a Jebusite. I'm not an Amorite. I'm not a Mobite. I'm a favorite. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt right there. That's a t-shirt right there. I'm a favorite. I, I'm part of the group that is favored. I'm, I'm just not favored. I'm highly favored. My father, my father, let me just add this in. My father lay, my father died. Three hours after my birthday, 2005, I was preaching. Got a call. My oldest daughter said, Grandma said, come on to the hospital. I went to the hospital. Pastor West, I was adopted. 1975, on 9-11, 1975. My mother didn't do like most people do now. When they want to adopt a child, they bring the child in and check the child out, see if the child is comfortable. The Holy Ghost told her, soon as I show you that little boy, I want you to sign the paper right away. I was a 911. 
My father laid on that hospital bed, his eyes dilating. I leaned down to him and I kissed him on his forehead. I said, I want to thank you for giving me your last name. I want to thank you for giving me opportunity. I want to thank you for what you've done. You know what I told him? I said, long live Harry Battle. The world will know your name. I didn't know that God was going to do this. I didn't know God was going to do that. But you know what? I had a desire to do battle in the heavenlies for people that have purpose over their lives. And Peter. By the time, by the time I met my mother in year 2000, she wasn't saved then. I met her on Parsons and Archer. And right in front of McDonald's, she's standing there with my little sister. Is that my son? I said, God, you have got to be kidding me. Lord, have mercy. Watch this, watch this. But you know what I did? I didn't cuss her out. I didn't cuss her out. You know what I did? I hugged her and I said, I want to thank you for not aborting me. I want to thank you for giving me a chance. She wasn't even saved. You know what she said to me? She said, there must be a God. Because you mean to tell me, after 20-something years, you don't want to cuss me out? I said, how can I cuss you out? Am I not in the place of God? So, so I, know, I know what it is to feel like the outcast. I know what it is to be Peter. The scripture said, and Peter, go tell his disciples, comma, and Peter. Why, 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 why you want Peter? Why you want Peter? Because Peter is valuable. He may not feel valuable. I don't know who I'm talking to. Because when you look over your life resume, it don't look too clean. It's spotted with all kind of stuff. But the Holy Ghost sent me in here to tell you, and Peter, Lord Jesus, Lord, you get Peter too. You get Peter too. Why? Because Peter, I'm going to use Peter for my glory. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know who Peter is in your family, but God is coming after them. Put yourself in their shoes. Watch this. I'm almost done. Once again, put, you gotta, you gotta, we really got to put, put ourselves in their shoes. Because once again, Minister Travis, the ministry has downsized. It had gone through this before in John 6. Right? But this time, they go from 12 plus the leader to 11 with no leader. Watch this. A few days ago, the co-chairman, Peter, was declaring his allegiance to his chairman, Jesus. He was boasting about never walking away and being with him through whatever happened. But where is he now? He's dealing with shame of a boastful heart. He has overpromised and underdelivered. The apostle is rebuked by the crew rooster. 
God uses a rooster to rebuke the apostle. I have a question for you. What do you do when you let you down? You know, a lot of people can't bounce back when they let themselves down. Here's how you know. Here's how you know. Number one, you say stuff like this. I never thought I would do that. Number two, you say this. I never thought I'd be by myself. I never thought I would enter into a condition of apostasy. I I was once on fire for God, but now I'm laid back. If they don't sing my song, I don't have a praise. If my favorite preacher ain't preaching, I ain't coming out. I'm not, I don't know if I'm coming that night of holy convocation. It all depends on who the speaker is. If it ain't Pastor Tamara, I don't know if I'll be there. But you know what? Hey, you going on that night? Dr. Angie Ray is going to be there? Why, you, you going that night? You going that night? When her daughter's coming? Oh, her daughter's powerful. I'm going to be out there. Apostasy has kicked in. You pick and choose what you're going to do. Well, see this. You pick and choose how you're going to serve God. You pick and choose. It's like tossing a quarter. If it land on heads, I'm all in. If it land on tails, I'm going to step back and I'm going to wait and I'm going to let somebody else do it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, somebody else has died. You the one that God wants. Watch this. You say stuff like this. I never would have imagined that such and such and such and such would take place. I never thought I'd fall for that. What do you do when Simon has tampered with your Peter? What what do you do, woman of God, when Simon is short-circuiting Peter? Pastor West, what do we do? What do we do when our old man seems to be in contest with the new man created after his likeness and image? What do you do when Jacob is overriding Israel? Simon, Simon, Satan have. Wait a minute, I thought you called his name Peter. Yeah, his name is Simon, but I surnamed him Peter. You know what I like about God? Even if he don't change your name, he'll change what your name means to people. Oh God, oh God. Oh, God, you don't believe me? Ask Jabez. Ask Jabez. Jabez said, listen, my name means sorrow. When my mother called me, she think about sorrow. But God said, I know what your name means. But now when people call your name, they're going to think about blessings upon blessings. What do you do? What do you do when the woman of God in you, when the man of God in you has been pinned by the flesh? What do you do when your will to do has been overrided? What do you do when God is telling you to forgive and your your flesh is telling you, 
but I have a right to hold on to this. What do you do when you want to tell them off? And the Holy Ghost has said, be slow to speak. Swift to hear. Don't say nothing. A soft answer. Oh, y'all going to sit here and look at me like that. A few days ago, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to rip you to shreds. But I prayed for you. Lord, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm here because Jesus makes intercession for me. Oh, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, 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 I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But there's days I wanted to throw in the towel, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because when I threw it out there, the Holy Ghost threw it right back at me. I don't know about you, but there's days my Simon wanted to come out. And I had to realize who I was. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do, Peter? What do you do? You know what you do? You give in. You give in. Knowing that you'll be all right. Let me tell you something here tonight. Lest you think you've been making it on your own prayers, you got another thing coming. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you ain't been that good. <laughs> You ain't crossed every T and dotted every I. And that's why God is using you. You pious, you pious Christian you. You think it's because you've been that good? No, it's his grace and mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, it's his grace and mercy. Matter of fact, let's go back even further. It's because of the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Come on, this is an open book test. What can make me whole again? What can wash away my sins? Here we go. Watch this. In our text, as I speed it up, Here's what happens. You see Peter's dilemma. He's let himself down. He goes into hiding. But watch Peter's deliverance. Go tell his disciples and Peter. Go tell his disciples. And no matter how Peter feeling right now, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to be careful of your feelings. No, tell somebody else. Tell somebody else. Tap so, matter of fact, tap two or three people around you and say, you got to be careful of your feelings. You really got to be careful of your feelings because your feelings will tell you don't come to church and that be the day that you need to be in church. Your feelings will tell you that this person over here don't like you and matter of fact, you don't know they've been praying for you. Your feelings will tell you she don't like me. They don't care nothing about me. You got to be careful of your feelings. If you're going to walk by faith, you, you got to dictate your feelings as liars. You got to be careful what you feel. I'm so glad we serve a God. He covers everything. 
Go tell my disciples and Peter. Watch this. You know what, you know what I saw when I, when I studied this out? Inside of the com commandment is a compliment. There's a compliment in there. The fact that you commanded me to go tell Peter shows that you believe Peter still has it. Watch this. You know, you know when God told, when he said, let us make man, watch this. And then he said, and let them be fruitful. That's even though it's a command, it's a compliment. That shows that God knows you have it inside of you to produce what he need in the earth. Go tell Peter. He may not feel like he's worthy. He may not feel like he got it. He may not feel like he's, his voice is important. I don't know who I'm coming after today, but the Holy Ghost wants you to know you are valuable. You can't afford to stay hid. I don't know why the Holy Ghost wants me to put all my business out here today. Started pastoring April 30 of 2003. The last couple of years, the church was on Sufton Boulevard. I was in the pulpit one day, and God, me and God had this conversation. He said, son, I said, yes. He said, if I ask you to walk away from this, would you? The people, I told them to turn their Bible to a scripture. The Holy Ghost and I are having a conversation. July 2014. He said, if I asked you to walk away from this, would you? I said, yes. He said, okay. He said, you know, you know, you know one of the things I don't get with y'all preachers? I said, what? He said, because you care more about your image than you do mine. I said, so what do you want me to do? He said, I'll give you further instruction. Go ahead and preach. That was July, August, September, October. I watched God begin to prepare me and the people to make the shift. Oh, watch this, watch this, watch this. It was, that was 2014. It was in the beginning of 2013 that God had me announce that we were going through a reset. Jesus. Watch, watch this, Nate. Watch this. This is going to be good to you. I just got this hot off the press the other night. Watch this. To me, a recent, I, ha I have a phone, right? I have a phone. I used to be a, 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 a part of a, 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 a customer of AT&T, right? So when my phone would have issues, they would say, okay, what we're going to do is power down the phone and reset it. So when I looked up reset, watch this. It meant to clear out all pending errors. Lord, and see, sometimes in order for God to get the glory, he has to power you down. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So all this time, I saw reset one way. Until the Holy Ghost used my MacBook Pro. Because he know I'm a computer geek. Travis, he used my MacBook Pro to teach me a lesson about the other side of reset. 
I was due. Watch this. My computer wasn't functioning, so I called Apple. I said, listen, it's not functioning how it's supposed to be functioning. They said, watch this. Did you get the upgrade? Go to lunch. They said, the, the, the person on the phone, the text said, the Apple technician said, did you get the upgrade? I said, watch this. He said, what operating system are you running on? I said, 10.12.1. He said, you're supposed to be up to 10.12.5. He said, what we're going to do is we're going to reset it in order to upgrade. I come to announce to somebody, you want to know what God is doing? He is shutting you down to upgrade you. Oh, God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's an upgrade coming. I didn't know. I didn't know. I wanted to operate on a certain level. And the text said, we're going to have to restart the computer. We would have to reset it so that it can function with the last upgrade. Watch this. Well, well, Al, I'm about to go. I'm sorry I don't hoop. I'm just me. I do hoop though. But I don't I don't feel that. Let me say this to you. My brother from Paris, the tech told me, Pastor Jackson, let's restart it. And then that's when the Holy Ghost said, That's what I did to Peter. Wait, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap. I didn't, I, I, I studied. I, I write a book, put it in the book. Watch this. He said, you know what happened to Peter? When I told him to go get Peter, it wasn't because he had messed up and I needed to clear out his pending errors. He said, that's what the cross was for. He said, he said, he said, the reason why I went to the cross, I dealt with sin. Peter messing up and sinning and denying me, that's not an issue. This reset for Peter was because of an upgrade. He said, when I died at Calvary, I reset mankind. I think that deserves a praise. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Watch this. Watch this. And yes, we preach about forgiveness, and we should. But you can't go out to a world and just preach forgiveness of sin. You're still doing an incomplete job. He said, I want you to go in Luke 24 and preach remission of sin. Watch this. Forgiveness of sin? 
it can still be there. You know it's there, but it's still in your heart. It's still in your mind what you did. But once you know that your sin has been remitted, that means deleted. You don't believe me? Read your Bible when you get home. He told them in Luke 24, preach remission of sin. I want you to go and tell Peter and everybody else their sin is not an issue for me. The sin issue has been dealt with. I just need to know, do you believe it? That's why you go preach the gospel. I, I, listen, listen, you know you messed up. I believe this, Pastor West, when people come to church, we ain't got to bash them from the pulpit and tell them, you need to stop this, you need to stop. They know what they need to stop doing. People are not crazy. But if you preach the gospel to them and you let them know that over 2,000 years ago, God reset your life and you preach that word to them and then give an altar call for them to show that with the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. I need you to go get Peter. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm going to wrap this up. I can't. I can't, sis. I can't. Brother Al, if you could just play softly. Watch this. Watch this. I asked the Holy Ghost. I said, why Peter? Why do you need to come after Peter? Why you couldn't say and go get Matthew? Go get Thaddeus. Why Peter? He said, because you know why? Peter was the one with the revelation. Why Peter? Because Peter understands something about sonship. Why Peter? Because Peter has too much information. And when you become a person that walks in revelation, the enemy does anything he has to to snatch you out. And if he can't get you, he go after your children. If he can't get the children, he goes after the spouse. If he can't get the spouse, he'll use your neighbor. If he can't use your neighbor, he'll use your people on your job to mess your mind up. Or watch this. You know what the enemy does? Ask me what? He'll find a place in your thought process where you know you messed up. And he'll come and poke at you. You remember you did that? But you know what I found out? Ask me what? People with an experience are never at the mercy of a people with an opinion. grew up in church and they would sing songs like you can't make me doubt them in my heart I know too much about them tap your neighbor and say neighbor I don't know about you but I know something I know something I know something listen listen I was instructed and God knows I could go on but I never forget when I came here that Sunday morning, that was 2014 that I left, and I went to Christ Church International, and I submitted myself. 
I never forget that Sunday morning I came here when my godson was being Christian. And Pastor West, you were sitting right here, and Pastor McClurkin was sitting right here, and man, y'all had church. Oh, we danced. We did all that good stuff. And when Pastor opened up his mouth that Sunday morning, you know what his subject was? I never forgot it. And that was a couple of years back. And I was going through something. And he got up and he spoke from Isaiah 6. And his title was, God Can Trust You. When he said that and I sat right over there in that seat, that Sunday morning, I didn't come in here with a collar because I understood I'm coming as a soul. I left out. I told Deacon Barry at that time, I said, Deacon, I need you to get that tape because I need to remind myself, like Peter, I'm valuable. Why? Because God trusts me. God knows I got something that the world needs to hear. But I've gone through something that traumatized me. I got hurt. I bear the marks in my body of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know what it is to preach to a lot of people. I know what it is to preach to just your family. And you don't downsize your energy because your family is only there. So I don't need a stadium. Here was the thing. Here was the thing. Everybody standing. Here was the thing to me. By the time I turned around, I said, Lord, if you could do it for Isaiah and you can purge his tongue, if you trust me, do a work in me. Why? Because I'm like Peter. I got a revelation of your love, of your goodness. I'm like Peter. I know too much. You know what the mob does for people that walk away, but they know too much? So what do you think the enemy is going to try to do when you know too much? He's going to do whatever he can to snatch you out. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not going to work. I was... I was in prayer and the Lord said this to me. He said, son, when you get there, I said, yes, Lord. He said, what do you want me to do? He said, he said, I want you to, I want you to tell, I want you to tell pastor, and I know he's not here, and, but pastor Wes is here and uh, the elders and those of you that walk close with the man of God, you know what he told me? He said, I want you to tell him there's another facility that's coming. And I said, why? He said, because he has a sound of empathy. I said, you don't want me to use the words anointed and powerful? He said, no, 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 no. 
He said, look up empathy. I said, okay. I said, so you, you want me to tell them that there's another facility coming? He said, yes. He said, there's another facility that they're going into because he has a sound of empathy. Empathy is the intellectual identification with the experiencing of feelings and thoughts and attitudes of another person. You want to know why you go church without walls? And you want to know why God has blessed this house? Because there's a spirit of love that draws people that says, watch this, I, I'm not coming to condemn you. I'm coming to get you. Let me tell you something. When a ministry has a spirit like that, God don't mind blessing you with a whole block. You don't know what God going to turn around and do before this year is over. I got in prayer and he said, son, I kept hearing these words in my ear. He said, you tell them, by the field, by the field, by the field. He said, because I'm about to expand, I'm about to expand, I'm about to expand. They just won't be at 311 North Main Street. I want them to cross the borders of Freeport. I want them to go into other territory. Why? Because you know how to go get Peter. Let me tell you something. God is going to use y'all this August in ways that you never expected. For some of y'all, watch this. You say, okay, we're about to do our outside crusade, our outside outreach and stuff. Here we go again. Another summer. But let me tell you something. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a harvest coming. There's a harvest coming. There's a harvest. Put your hand on your neighbor and tell them there's a harvest coming. There's a harvest coming. There's a harvest coming. There's some millionaires being added to the house. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So this morning at 2.11, he said to me, he said, you tell the man of God and you tell those that are committed to his care that I am expanding his jurisdiction. You tell him you, that, that, watch this, you've come to it in other uh, surrounding neighborhoods, but watch this, I want you to go across the border. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out. We come inside here to reach up, but we go out there to reach out. And God's going to use us to reach down and pull somebody up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a reward coming. I charge all of you, I charge all of you to go get Peter. Go get Peter. Do the work of Brother Andrew. It was Andrew that went and got Simon. And God changed Simon into Peter. When I looked up the word, the name Andrew, you know what it meant? Manliness. I said, okay, give me something else. He said, look up manliness. Duh. I said, all right. Manliness means to be brave, to have courage. How many know it takes courage to talk to people? Take your neighbor by the hand. Take your neighbor by the hand. Say, neighbor, God's going to use you. Look at him and say, God's going to use you mightily too. Because he trusts you. 
Come on, look at somebody on the other side. Say, God's not through with you yet. He's going to use you mightily because of what's inside of you. Say, neighbor, I charge you this day. Give God your all. Give God your all. Give God your all. Give God your all. Keep your charge. Be committed to your care. Tell your neighbor, keep your charge. Keep your charge. Keep your charge. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Every leader in this church, I want you to raise your hand. If you're a leader and you've been, you've been sanctioned and authorized to function, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. You don't have to be an elder. I'm talking about if you're an usher, you're the head usher, you're the media. Raise your hand if you're a leader in this church. Watch this. Let me say something to you. The Lord said to me, he said, son, he said, he said, I, wa I want you to, I want you when you get there, uh, he, he said, I, I want you, I want you to uh, uh, have four key people. Pastor West, you're here. If I, if, if I could do this. He said, I want you to get four key people and I want you to place one on that wall, place one on that wall, place one on that wall, and then place one on this wall up here. So, so if, I, if, if I may, just, just four key people just that, that, that you approve of, just, four, just to stand it and stand by that wall, stand by this wall, and, and an elder or someone up here. Come on, real quick, real, real, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. She's talking, she's talking. Yeah, 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 man, man of God, just, just, come, just come on that wall. Somebody, somebody's on that wall. Somebody's on that wall. Just real quick. Just real quick. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, he's about to let us go. 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 But I want to do this. I want to I do this real quick. Real quick. Real quick, will you? This is what I heard, Elder Keith. Elder Curtis, this is what I heard. This is what I heard. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, we're busting out of these walls. We're busting out of these walls. He's busting out of these walls. We, we got to get out these walls. He's going right there. You're going, yeah, just to that wall. Just to that wall. You can just stand right by the banner. Right by the banner. Who's back there? Deacon Barry, your Minister Barry, you're right there. You see that wall right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just touch that wall. Yeah, just touch that wall. Just touch that wall. You're right here. Who's up here? Who, 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 who has this right here? Who has this covered right here? You, you do. Okay, okay, okay. Pastor West is coming. 